Real Impact is the podcast of Performance Development Group of Malvern, Pennsylvania. In each episode, we talk with colleagues and experts about the talent development challenges facing business today. My name is Rich Mesh, and welcome to Real Impact. How would you like having a robot for a manager? A recent article from Oracle suggests that some people would rather be managed by artificial intelligence rather than a human. We'll discuss that with today's guest, author and leadership expert, Katie Tynan. Katie is the author of the book, How Did I Not See This Coming? A New Manager's Guide to Avoiding Total Disaster. We're talking today to author and leadership expert, Katie Tynan. Katie, thank you for joining us. Thanks so much for having me. It's great to be here. I know you've seen this study because you sent it to me. In a recent Oracle study, 64% of the respondents said they would rather have a robot as a manager. And and this is a global study. So this is worldwide, not just the U.S. And a whopping 82% said they think a robot could do a better job than their manager. I know I was surprised to hear this. Were, were you surprised by the results of this Oracle study? Oh, well, yes and no. So first of all, uh, there's always a part of me that's surprised when people say things like that. So absolutely, there's sort of the, the huh value of that. But I've also seen the stats of how many people hate their managers. And so <laughs> um, I think it is, it's a low bar, right? If you'd rather have a robot than a manager, if you start at the starting point of, I think it's like 20 or 30% of people actually approve of and like their manager, um, it's, it's not a high bar to say a robot would be better. The question is, what do people think when you say a robot manager? What do they envision in their head? Is this like George Jetson, for those of us who remember the Jetsons, and you're going to have, you know, an actual robot driving around your office? Or is this more um, what you think of like a chatbot, if you had a manager who was a chatbot? So it's, to me, I, I would, the first thing I want to dig into is, well, what do you mean by robot? <laughs> and, and what is the robot manager doing? And, and then which part of it are people sort of glomming onto and saying, gosh, that would be better than this human person that I have currently. Yeah, no, I think I'd enjoy having a robot as a manager just because it would be kind of cool. Uh, right, exactly, the cool factor. But I, I do think about uh, what you mentioned a moment ago. I think you said that only about 20 to 30% of, of people are really happy with the manager they have. And we've probably all heard the the common saying that people don't leave jobs, they leave their manager. So if this is true, What's going on? Why are people so dissatisfied with the managers they work for? Yeah, that's the that's the question, right? The $50,000 question. Why are people frustrated with their managers? And I think when you ask that question and when you start to tease it out, what you see is managers, first of all, in general, are not very skilled at being managers. We tend to promote people and not give them the resources they need. I recently wrote an article about um, management training and, and why management training doesn't work. And a lot of times it doesn't work because we give people these boot camps. We try to cram everything about management into their head in a week, and then we kick them out the door and say, enjoy. So 
we shouldn't be surprised at that point um, at the results, which are not so great. The other thing is I think we have a lot of people in management who didn't want to be there. They're there because they need to get ahead in their career and they see this as the path to do it, not because they enjoy the practice of being a leader um, and being a manager of people. So it's not totally surprising that a lot of our managers are not very successful when we don't put them in a position where they can be successful and also when we ultimately don't provide them with the resources and the tools that they need to do that. So I think the the reason that management as a practice is not particularly well thought of is because of some of those underlying things, not because people are intentionally bad managers on purpose, not because they enjoy being bad managers, they just aren't learning and having the resources that are available to help them be great at it, and they may not want to do it in the first place. And in your experience, what are some of the the behaviors that people expect from their managers that they're typically not getting? So I think there's two things that a manager generally does, and one of them a person does really well, and then one of them I can envision a robot doing really well. So let's think of a typical manager's responsibilities. They need to coordinate a team's activities. They need to know who's doing what. They need to know whether it's done or not. (laughs) They need to know if it's not getting done, why. And then the second thing that a manager needs to do is help every individual on the team grow and get better at what they do and be engaged and be successful. So those two functions, one very tactical, what are we doing? Are we there yet? And the other, much more humanistic, how are you feeling about this? What's frustrating you? Those two functions are different. And I can see the tactical stuff being done better by a robot, more consistently by a robot, right? If you're handing in a weekly report, you might not need to if you had some sort of an AI that could look through your emails and come up with um, a template and basically say, oh, look, it looks like you've already finished this task. Shall I check it out for you? Um, So I can see automation helping out there. I also think a lot of managers are overloaded, and so they never get to the how are you doing question because they're so deep in the weeds of what are you doing. So to me, the robot takes away the what are you doing questions so that the manager can focus on the how are you doing questions. Well, and a couple of things we know about artificial intelligence. One is is AI is really, really good at aggregating massive amounts of data, which is something that uh, human beings have a lot of difficulty doing. Yeah, that's right. And the other thing that AI is really good at is establishing patterns in data. So they can take just billions and billions and billions of pieces of data and find logical connections between all those data points. That's, that's very, very hard for a human being to do. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think some of the things that are just basic human limitations um, are things that AIs and robots can do very easily. I also think that we haven't yet really gotten to the point where people understand what automation and AI and robots can do versus what they can't do. Um, And so it's easy to sort of imagine this robot doing things perfectly because you haven't had a lot of interaction with robots. Whereas if you go and ask a computer programmer or a data analyst or a um, big data scientist, what they will tell you is typically computers and robots do what you tell them to do. And they're really, really good at doing that. But when you get to the point where you have to think and and um, 
do critical thinking particularly and sort of draw connections those are some things that AIs and automations are not very good at doing. So I think we need to do a way better job of helping people understand what is a robot good at? What is an AI good at? And the difference between those things. I think we tend to sort of lump them together and say automation and robots and AI and all this technology is all one thing. It's really not. There are big, big differences between what an automation tool will do versus what an artificial intelligence will do. And actually, if, if you dig down into some of the data from that Oracle study, it really bears out what you're saying. Here are some examples. 26% of the people who responded said robots are better at providing unbiased information. And I believe that's true. I mean, uh, in fact, you know, if you think about how AI works, it, it can't be biased because everything it reports back is entirely based on data. So I, I suppose I can't really argue with that. I'm, I'm not sure I necessarily want that in a manager. <laughs> yeah. Um, 34% said robots are better at maintaining work schedules. Yeah, and I think those are some of the things, the, the being able to define a schedule, the being able to take data and present it. Those are some of the things people think of um, technology as being good at doing. And 29% said robots are better at problem solving. And mm. to be fair, I don't know I don't know how problem solving was defined for this study, but that one's a little controversial to me. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think problem solving is a is a nebulous term. I'd love to know what they said in the study um and and sort of dig into that one because in general we tend to think of automation and AIs and robots as not very good at problem solving in terms of strange, ambiguous problems. Um, they certainly can be good at problem solving in terms of taking, as you said before, data and creating, identifying patterns or, or creating it in such a way that it's easier for humans to digest. Um, but I'm not sure I would call that problem solving. Yeah. And, and you know, it's not all bad because th this study also shows that there are places where people think managers are actually better than robots. 45% said managers were better at understanding their feelings. Yeah, well, and, and one would hope, right? I can't imagine that a robot is going to be very understanding of your feelings. <laughs> and uh, sort of hand in hand with that, 33% said managers were better at coaching them. Yeah, and the sad part about that is that it's only 33%. <laughs> no, I mean, when you, actually, when, you, when you run those numbers, yeah, that, that is, what, 67% who think, still think the robot is better. Right, that's a little disappointing. <laughs> and 29% of the respondents said managers were better at creating a work culture, and that sounds like a pretty big part of, of a manager's job. Yeah, I would agree with that, and I think those stats are interesting to me, um, particularly because there is that question of, again, what is a work culture and what what is a positive work culture? I think um, for that 29% stat, I think a lot of managers create toxic work cultures very easily, but we wouldn't say that that was a good thing. So I think the interesting part to me is how the mechanics of all of this work, right? How would you have a robot manager? What would you have as a person. I often, when I'm talking to people about the role of a manager, use the term facilitator because I think that a good manager does that. They are a facilitator. So what I wonder is whether we could create it a kind of a different construct, right? So let's say we don't need managers anymore. We go back to what I was saying earlier about the role of managers being this 
coordination organizational function in order to make sure that this big idea that the company is trying to drive towards gets broken down correctly into chunks. So let's say that the robot does that, but then you have these coaches, these coordinators, these uh, helpers who are there to remove obstacles, who are there to interact with the human beings and help them do the human things. Um, and I could see that as being a very interesting construct for a team and a team structure. Well, and interestingly enough, we don't really have any examples that I'm aware of of AI managing teams of people, at least not yet. But that's not to say that AI isn't managing any part of organizations. And I'd say one of the most common applications of AI right now is in recruiting. We have an awful lot of businesses who have uh, an AI review of applicants who weeds out people that they think are not qualified or are not appropriate for a job before that list of applicants ever gets to a human being. And that's, that's a slippery slope. Yeah, and I definitely see that in recruiting. And I think that um, both recruiters and candidates have mixed feelings about that. Because on the one hand, the AIs are typically better at rapidly assessing a large quantity of potential applicants and narrowing that down based on certain criteria. What it doesn't account for is, I think, what we all hope for as candidates, which is the opportunity to be special in some way, <laughs> the opportunity to have something that is not necessarily um, just a very dispassionate, I have these years of experience and I've done this X, Y, Z. So it is interesting to me to see how recruiters are then adapting in order to um, let, for example, the AIs do the heavy lifting, but also have a certain amount of stuff that they do in order to in order to add that extra value and to connect those dots that maybe the AI wouldn't ever see. Yeah, I think one of the places that AI is really challenged is in seeing potential. I'm sure every recruiter has met a candidate who maybe didn't fit all of the, the requirements on the job description, but they just saw something special in that person. And I'm sure that is the same for managers. They might have someone on their team who, by every definition, may be underperforming, but because that manager takes the time to get to know that person, understand their motivations, understand their goals, may actually determine that what a robot might interpret as underperforming is actually someone who needs a little more support or a little more guidance. Yeah, I think that's right. And I also think we as humans have been pretty terrible at being able to measure potential. So I'm not sure why we... Um, <laughs> think that robots are going to do it for us better. And part of that is just the fact that just because someone is really good at one thing doesn't mean they will automatically be good at a, another thing, which happens to be the next step um, in the chain. But going back to the idea of managers, robots as managers and, and that function, I think we do already see, in many cases, uh, distribution of tasks by automation. So if you think of a call center, that call center is distributing work um, typically based on an algorithm that says this agent closes calls in this amount of time or these calls are best closed by this agent. So we already have a lot of what I would consider data-driven management going on right now. We just don't necessarily label that robot management. <laughs> we label it data-driven decision-making, but it amounts to the same thing. I think one thing we can probably take away from this Oracle study is perhaps that people don't really want robots to be managing them, 
but that they are not getting what they need and what they expect from the managers they work with. So if we think about what businesses need to do in order to close that gap, what would be, you know, your top two or three things that businesses should really be looking at? So I always think we need to be investing more time and resources into just upskilling managers in general. Um, And so that's always my guidance when you see numbers like this is this isn't so much saying that robots are great as it's saying managers are bad. Um, And we know that already. But I think it's always important to ask the question, are we giving these people enough support? Are we giving them the right support? Are we helping them be successful? Because ultimately your business strategy relies on your managers being skilled and effective at what they do. You can sit in the boardroom and think up all kinds of wonderful ideas of what you're going to do as an organization, but if your managers are not successful in engaging their teams and inspiring them to get that work done and clearing obstacles, then your strategy is going nowhere. So I think managers are in many ways the most underrated people in the organization because they have a bad rap to begin with, but they are so critical to driving success. So that would be one big piece of advice I would give to organizations. And then the second big piece is upskilling everyone in the organization about automation, about AI, about robots, about what technology can do. Because I think we're still living in a state of fear and worry that robots are going to take our jobs, that we're all going to be unemployed, and that there's going to be this elite group of people who own all the robots, and they're going to be fabulously wealthy, and the rest of us are going to be living in poverty. That's the big fear factor. And the antidote to that is, let's understand what technology can do to help us and make us more able to focus on that human quality that is unique to just what people can do as opposed to what robots do. And let's find ways to make our jobs easier using technology. But we can't do that until everyone in the organization really understands how does this work? How does automation work? How does AI work? How can I use it? And we tend to think of that as something called digital fluency, this comfort level with technology, with automation, that would get us to that point where we can make better decisions about what should technology do and what should humans do, and then that we can upskill the humans to doing the human things and upskill the robots to doing the robot things. That's great. Katie Tynan, I hope you are never replaced by a robot. (laughs) Thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me. Real Impact is produced by Performance Development Group. For more information on us, please visit our website at www.performdev.com.